So we've been talking about community during the Love One Another series, specifically Christian community. Jesus called his disciples to love one another. So how do we live that out? We've talked about putting others first and depending on one another. Uh, And this morning, I want to show you the power of encouragement to build community. Using your words to encourage someone is a simple but powerful way to show them that you love them. So let me tell you a story about the power of encouragement. Two professors at Merton College in Oxford, England, met each other for the first time in 1926. Uh, They became friends. They were part of a writer's group where they would discuss different book ideas, and they grew closer over their love for some of the same genres of literature. So one of the guys, John, got up the nerve to show his friend Clive an early draft of his fantasy novel. And... Now, if that novel was bad, that could have got awkward real quick, right? Uh, you're like, what do, how do I respond to this? But it didn't get awkward. Clive encouraged his friend John that he should continue his work to finish the book and complete it. And actually, you can still find his book today in just about any bookstore. But during that time, the other guy, Clive, was going through a crisis of faith. He wasn't sure if he believed in Jesus anymore. So John and another friend took a walk with him. They walked and they talked and they encouraged him and they talked through his doubts. And their encouragement to return to faith was so compelling that by the next morning, Clive had completely rededicated his life to Christ. His passion for Christ was stronger than ever. And so he began to weave Christian themes into his own writing. Their encouragement of one another led to greater faith and some of the most well-known books in history. Uh, We know John a little better as J.R.R. Tolkien, the author of The Lord of the Rings. And he said that the unpayable debt that I owe to him was not influence as it is ordinarily understood, but sheer encouragement. Only from him did I ever get the idea that my stuff could be more than a private hobby. But for his interest and unceasing eagerness for more, I should never have brought The Lord of the Rings to a conclusion. So, without the encouragement of a friend, there would be no Frodo or Gollum or Gandalf. And we know his encouraging friend Clive up on the left a little better is C.S. Lewis. He was the author of the Chronicles of Narnia, as well as many more powerful theology books like Mere Christianity or The Great Divorce. Anybody out there ever read any of C.S. Lewis's books? Yeah, they're awesome. If, if none of you have read Mere Christianity, you have to check out that book. It's amazing. So without John's encouragement, Clive may have kept wandering from his faith in Jesus, and we would never have Lewis's powerful books that have impacted millions of Christians across the world. Mutual encouragement is critical to the success of every Christian community, every church. Who's encouraged you in your life? Do you guys remember some of the times in your life, some of the people who encouraged you, who built you up, when you didn't know what else to do, when you were fearful or scared or hesitant or whatever the case may be. Of course you remember that. Uh, I still remember my senior pastor one time saying I had an obvious teaching gift and there's times where I doubt that, but I remember his words. I remember a time where my wife and I were making some big life choices as far as our future uh, and she gave me a gift that showed me how much she believed in me and it meant so much to me. Maybe you've had a a teacher or a coach who encouraged you when you were young. You may not remember what they said, but you remember 
how they made you feel. They gave you hope and strength that you never knew you had. Maybe you have a close friend who was there for you during the darkest part of your life. You knew you could count on them, and they encouraged you when you didn't know how you were going to make it. Without words of encouragement, our souls can wither and weaken. The world is discouraging people all the time, and the enemy of our souls is telling people lies, saying, you're not good enough. Nobody cares about you. You're a failure. And the more people hear it, whether it's in their own mind or whether it's from other people, the more they believe it. And maybe you've been there too. Sometimes you hear just awful, tragic stories of you know, a teen taking their life because they were bullied so much that they felt that was their best choice. It's horrible. It's awful. And we only hear about it because they're gone. How many other people, how many other teens are dealing with that same bullying, that same discouragement, that same pain? They need voices in their life that will encourage them to give them value and hope in their life. And many adults need that too. You know, their boss told them that they're not cutting it, but they're working as hard as they can and they just don't know how long they'll have that job. Their spouse only cuts them down with their words and they don't receive encouragement from their spouse or maybe the bills are adding up and they just don't know what to do. They need encouragement. Many of those people that you talk to every single day are dying for encouragement and many of them are believers too. So this is where we can really make a difference in someone's life. With our words, we can bring strength and joy to our brothers and sisters who are discouraged. We can counter those other voices in people's life and help infuse new life into their soul. So this morning, I want you to know that our words are powerful. And yes, it is possible for us to hurt other people with careless or selfish words. But it's also an incredible opportunity to speak life into people and make a positive impact on their soul. One of the Proverbs that the ancient Jewish people collected says the same thing. Proverbs 12, 18 says, The words of the reckless pierce like swords, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. Healing. Your words can bring healing to hurting people. And we need that. We need that so much. In a world that's filled with pain and tragedy and sin and evil, God wants to speak through you to bring life and hope and joy to your community. Uh, then your words will be like another proverb. Gracious words are like a honeycomb, sweetness to the soul and health to the body. Have you ever had uh, raw honey from a honeycomb instead of from one of those little bear-shaped bottles? It's amazing. It's so good. And it's actually really good for you. It's literally healing to your body. And this is what gracious and encouraging words are like. Okay, so I want all of you out there just handing out raw honey, handing out honeycomb to people, encouraging them, giving them strength and life and joy. So because we can, <clears throat> sorry, I've been dealing with a cough. Because we can make such an impact I want to encourage you all to watch for an opportunity to encourage someone every day. You can make such an impact in both this church family and your local community if you really do this. The author of Hebrews said that consistent mutual encouragement in a faith community helps the individual members to stay faithful to Jesus. Here's how he put it. Watch out, brothers and sisters. 
so that none of you have an evil, unfaithful heart that abandons the living God. Instead, encourage each other every day, as long as it's called today, so that none of you become insensitive to God because of sin's deception. Maybe in some cases the reason some people have drifted from their faith in Jesus is because they didn't have anyone encouraging them in their faith. You could have a tremendous impact in helping many people remain faithful to God just by that consistent encouragement. Maybe you've never really been <coughs> much of an encourager. So you're, you're just not sure where to start. You're like, okay, that's a good idea, but how am I supposed to do that? Maybe you tried it one time and it did not go well. And they were kind of like, okay, thanks for trying, you know. Um, I want to give you some of the basics to help equip you to get a little better at this. So here are five things you can say to encourage someone. It's not uh, an exhaustive list this morning, but here are some of the ways we can do this. The first thing you can say is, I'm with you. And and sometimes you can even just show this by your actions without words. Just your presence can bring someone strength when they need support, when they're going through the valley. You know, even the Apostle Paul, who wrote much of our New Testament, even he got discouraged at times. He had some of his companions, uh, he and some of his companions were preaching the gospel in Macedonia, and it was not going well. So here's what happened next. But God, who encourages those who are discouraged, encouraged us by the arrival of Titus. His presence was a joy, but so was the news he brought of the encouragement he received from you. So just the presence of his old friend Titus, uh, who was one of the the pastor, young pastors that he mentored, just his presence brought even more encouragement. But the sight of a familiar face meeting them in the midst of their struggle brought so much joy to them. Have you ever been reunited with someone you love in a place where you didn't expect to see them? Do you remember that feeling? You can do the same for your friends and family as well. Be there for them when they're discouraged, when they need support. Another thing you can say to encourage someone is, I believe in you. And you don't have to say it in exactly these words. You can say, you have what it takes. You can do this. I believe in you. And that can bring so much strength to someone, especially when it comes from someone that they really respect. It's not just people in crisis that need to hear this, right? Letting anybody know that you believe in them gives them hope and courage. Let them know the amazing things you see in them. This is what I see in you. Uh, you could say about you know, uh, an article, you could say that article you wrote was so compelling. You really have a talent for writing. And then you could speak to their potential and lift their eyes to what the future might hold. I bet I'll be buying one of your books someday. And although you've never said it, you've communicated, I believe in you. It could be, could be anything. Uh, maybe you observe someone being compassionate to another person. You could say, I loved watching you in action. You have so much compassion for people, just like Jesus does. I could see you leading a homeless ministry or a nonprofit and really making an impact in our community. It means so much to people to know that someone believes in them. There was a man in the Bible whose name was Joseph. And no, it's not that Joseph. Not the other one either. Okay, this guy was named Joseph, but the early Christians gave him a nickname. And they gave him this nickname because he was so good at encouraging people. And this nickname meant son of encouragement. And so we know him as Barnabas. Barnabas was his nickname, and he partnered 
with Paul early in his ministry. They traveled all over the Eastern Mediterranean preaching the gospel. But eventually, Paul and Barnabas had a disagreement over something. After some time, Paul said to Barnabas, let's go back and visit each city where we previously preached the word of the Lord to see how the new believers are doing. Barnabas agreed and wanted to take along John Mark, but Paul disagreed strongly since John Mark had deserted them in Pamphylia and had not continued with them in their work. Their disagreement was so sharp that they separated. Barnabas took John Mark with him and sailed for Cyprus, and Paul took someone else and went the other way. So Paul was understandably opposed to taking this young guy, John Mark, with them because he had failed them. He had abandoned them. He didn't have what it took. He didn't believe in the cause of the gospel as much as Paul and Barnabas. But Barnabas saw something in John Mark. He said, there's more here than just a guy who bailed on us. He gave him a second chance. He stuck his neck out for John Mark. He took him under his wing again. And his actions showed that he really believed in John Mark. And it made an impact. John Mark flourished uh, working with Barnabas. John Mark eventually... Um, grew so much that Paul said about him, he is useful to me in my ministry. Paul changed his mind. And John Mark was one of the first people to collect the accounts of the life of Jesus, especially Peter's memories of Jesus, and put them all into one book. And today we have that book in our Bibles as the Gospel of Mark. It's entirely possible we wouldn't have this book if Barnabas hadn't encouraged John Mark and communicated, I believe in you, with his actions. So who needs to know that you believe in them this morning? Maybe it's your child. Maybe as a parent, your child needs to know that you believe in them. Maybe it's a friend. Maybe it's one of your coworkers. You can make such a difference in their life by believing in them. Another phrase we can say to encourage people is God is with you. We all need to be reminded sometimes. Our problems and our pain become just so big in our eyes that we don't realize how close God is to us in the middle of it. And we need somebody to help us to see that. Sometimes knowing that our God sees us and is with us and is on our side gives us the strength to endure the trial that we're going through. Jesus is called Emmanuel, and I'm sure Pastor Steve will talk about this during Advent. Emmanuel means God with us. He knows what it's like to be human, to feel pain, to be tempted, to laugh, to cry. You know, when Lazarus died, Jesus wept, even though he knew that he would very soon raise Lazarus from the dead, because he's with us in our pain. He's with us, and that makes all the difference. Um, After Moses had led the people of Israel out of Egypt and around the wilderness for 40 years, it was time to pass on the leadership of Israel to his right-hand man, Joshua. Joshua seems like a pretty cool guy, right? Uh, So the the whole nation of Israel is gathered together, and Moses tells them that Joshua is going to lead them into the promised land. And then he calls Joshua up front, and he gives them this amazing pep talk. Then Moses called for Joshua, And as all Israel watched, he said to him, Be strong and courageous, for you will lead these people into the land that the Lord swore to their ancestors he would give them. You are the one who will divide it among them as their grants of land. Do not be afraid or discouraged, 
For the Lord will personally go ahead of you. He will be with you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. So if I'm Joshua, I'm super nervous. My mentor is about to die, and I'm being put in charge of an entire nation. There's a a big rushing river in front of us, people on the other side who do not like us. How am I going to lead these people? But when Moses encourages him, now Joshua is thinking, that's right, I remember. I remember how God led us out of Egypt. God parted the Red Sea so that we could cross. I remember how he fed us manna in the desert. If he's with me, I can lead these people. We can defeat our enemies and settle down in this land as God has promised. So really, really knowing that God is with you gives you the courage to take risks for God and the strength to endure hard times. Another thing people need to know when they're discouraged is that God is greater. And you might not say it in that way specifically, but this situation is not too big for God. Your sin is not too big for God to forgive and to remove. Your pain is not too great for God to heal. God is greater. And there are tons of places where you can find this in Scripture, but I I like this message from Jesus to his disciples. I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart, because I have overcome the world. So Jesus is realistic. You will have many trials and sorrows, but I have overcome the world. Jesus is king of the universe. He is greater than everything. There is no limit to his power. There is nothing that can stop him. There is no limit to the forgiveness that we have in Christ or his power over the world. You know, our problems don't always get fixed the way that we want. Our world is fundamentally broken from sin. And it won't be 100% fixed until Jesus returns. But God is already making things new. He's at work in the world. He is greater than our fears and than our hopeless situations. He's greater than our addiction and our insecurity. He's greater than sickness or any evil in the world. If he says that he will do something, nothing will stand in his way. You know, sometimes another way you can encourage someone uh, is to encourage someone to take action. We need to ask each other, how can we do what God has called us to do? How can we make an impact in our community for Jesus? Like, okay, this person over here has an idea. Let's do that. Let's love our community like Jesus loves them. I want to read you a famous passage from the book of Hebrews. Pastor Steve even mentioned this verse a few weeks ago. But this time I want you to notice how much of this passage is about encouragement. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Now, we don't know for sure who wrote Hebrews, maybe Paul, but he doesn't only say you need to go to church to gather together, he, but he equates meeting together with encouraging one another. And it would seem that the author feels that the purpose of meeting together is to encourage one another. So what would it feel like? Imagine you're on the receiving end. Every time you come to church, someone talks to you and encourages you 
and really listens to what you're going through. What if you were that person? Every time you came to church or your connect group, you're looking for someone. Who can I encourage today? Who can I build up in their faith and give hope in a difficult situation? Our church would just be filled with hope and life, and it would be amazing. So this morning, I hope I've given you some ideas for some ways that you can encourage your brothers and sisters in Christ who need it. Because your voice is so needed. And God will send people your way. He'll give you opportunities to speak into someone's life, to give them hope and wisdom and courage. And maybe sometimes it's very short and simple. Uh, You know, you're doing a great job or you have such a good attitude or something like that. But many times there's even more that's needed. Maybe if you have your eyes open, you'll encounter someone who needs your encouragement. So ask questions to go deeper and hear how they're doing. You know, look into their eyes. Give them a hug if they're a hugger. Uh, Use your actions and your words to show them that they're loved, that they have value, and that there's hope for them in the midst of their struggle. You guys remember that verse in Hebrews we read that said to encourage each other every day? Oh, I want us to take that seriously. I want to challenge you to encourage someone every day this week. Every day this week, watch for an opportunity and encourage someone in your life. Will you guys do that with me? If, if that's you, if you want to commit to doing that every day this week, would you stand up with me? We're going to pray together. So stand up right now. If you want to say, I'm going to encourage someone every day this week. I'm going to bring hope to the hopeless and strength to the weak. Let's pray together this morning. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that you can use imperfect people like us to make a difference. Lord, in our church family, in our connect group, in our neighborhood, in our school, in our community, Lord, we pray that you would use us to build people up. Lord, that you would use our words to give people strength and life and hope. Lord, give us opportunities. Give us the eyes to see those opportunities where we can make a difference in our world. Lord, we thank you so much that you give us hope. Lord, that we find strength in you, that you are always with us, that you are greater than our fears and our problems and our pain, Lord. You are amazing. You are a a miracle-working God. Lord, we love you. We worship you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Uh, Don't forget about your commitment this week. Put reminders in your phone or write it down on a piece of paper. Keep it in front of you and encourage someone every day this week.